0: M1 is the finance super app that puts you in control of your wealth. Invest, borrow, save, and spend your money how you want with sophisticated automation tools to help you reach your financial goals more easily. 2021 is about rebuilding, building health, building wealth, and everything in between. I've been using M1 for years to manage my long-term investment portfolio. M1 lets me follow some of the top-performing hedge funds like Code 2 and balance my pie based on what the pros are doing. It's truly my favorite investing app in the world. Go to m1finance.com slash katoon to get started today and earn $30 to invest after you fund your account. Terms and conditions apply. M1, yours to build. Welcome to Technori Podcast. I'm Scott Catoon. On today's show, we catch up with Boss Everline. You might know Boss. He's been a trainer, support system motivator of Kevin Hart for a long time. He's also the founder of Just Train. He's um, probably most notable as a trainer, but he's also an entrepreneur. And, you know, there's kind of a fuzzy line between entrepreneur. what, What is an entrepreneur? We talk quite a bit about it, actually. It's, you know, it's kind of the thing that gets you to the next thing. And for boss, you know, training is that thing that gets him to the next thing. It gets him into the circles, gets him a little cash in his hand uh, to where he can start making moves, start his own company. And then from there, a little more liquidity. And then he starts investing and he's kind of got the network built. He's got the trust built. People trust a guy who's accountable, who has work ethic. He, he, You know, he checks those boxes. He also has a pretty wild upbringing. You know, this dude grew up with mom, passed away very young. He's one of nine at one point in his journey, he's living in his car. We actually talked quite a bit about the car experience, the reality that you know he was probably happiest in his life at that point. and it's like I've already been to that low, so really nothing scares me. There's no fear of failure because I, I was I was fine living in my car. and you know I certainly didn't have it as as rough as boss and that element, but I I kind of you know had my own kind of circumstance like I'm living in my parents' basement, I'm living. And, you know, the condo that my parents had for a long time, my grandma lived there, right? So like I was making, I mean, shit, I remember going on a date with my now wife, Jen, and literally had $52 to my name. And I'm thinking, man, I hope we go Dutch on this because I, I don't even know if I have enough money to, to pay for it. You know, I took out credit cards uh, to start my own company. I didn't have access to that kind of money. Uh, I had help along the way where I think everyone does at some point you have to have a break. So I certainly had, you know, opportunities. I'm sure boss, you know, does as well. But you get to a point in your life where like, I was happy then. Like I was happy with, not with my career. Like I wanted more out of it, obviously. But like, I was happy with myself. I had 50 bucks. That was enough. Like it wasn't that big a deal to me. So if I have a lot more money, money's not the issue. It's just about where you are. Are you doing the most you can? Are you being accountable? And I think that's one of the things we talk the most about in this accountability Are you a person who could be self-driven? Are you a person who's accountable for your own actions? Do you blame? If you're any of those things, you're not going to be successful as an entrepreneur. You're not going to be successful probably as a partner. Um, You're not going to be successful really at much of anything. Certainly not going to be successful as a, a trainer or someone who's working out and training. And I think, you know, we've talked about athletes on this show before, athletes, military, Uh, Different types of people from a background of discipline tend to make great entrepreneurs because they think critically. They also are incredibly accountable and they tend to judge themselves more harshly than any critic in the game. And boss is certainly that, Um, you know, I, I just appreciated his story. I appreciated how humble he was. I appreciated how he viewed his entire career as like, it's all a stepping stone. One thing leads to the next, leads to the next eyes wide open. And so for me, this is a great conversation because it, it starts to branch the entrepreneur word out, which we've been trying really hard over the last few years to sort of get away from this entrepreneur means, you know, white Silicon Valley dude with a SaaS company. Like it, it can mean anything. Entrepreneurs are musicians, they're artists, they're creators, they're influencers, they're trainers, they're motivational speakers, they're, they're anyone who wants to make it on their own and call their own shots. And Boss you know, certainly does it. So, do, so does Boss's clientele, Kevin Hart. They're all entrepreneurs. These are guys and girls that build a career around one thing and then use that door to open up the next door and the next door and the next door. So for me and for you in this, I, I think you're going to really enjoy listening to Boss tell you from his own words what it was like coming up from relatively nothing to where he's at today, a million-plus followers on Instagram, you know, millions of dollars pouring in, He's got, you know, missions that he's working on. We talk a little bit about kind of the difference between pay it forward and working for free. You know, some people don't want to do what you have to do to be successful, which is give your shit away. Sometimes the only way to give someone an opportunity is to give them what you can do, show what you can do, and then they'll pay you for it. And if you bring value, they'll always pay for it. And then there's another part of which is giving, paying it forward. And, Even when I had $52 to my name, I was still doing mission work, work to try to help other people like myself trying to make a go of it. I couldn't even afford it, but I was doing it because I know that if I help them, they'll help another and another and another. And At some point, it will come full circle. And If it doesn't, well, then it doesn't, but there's a pretty good chance if you help people, it'll come back and get you and help you. If you don't help anyone, no one's going to help you. That's a fact. So I think this is a great conversation for y'all to enjoy. I have to apologize ahead of it, though. Uh, we had some audio issues. I was trying to do my show through my headphones like a fool and naturally had some struggles. So hopefully you guys can can look past that or hear past that, I guess is what I mean, um, and enjoy the conversation. This is Boss Everline.
1: Oh, man, thank you for having me on, Scott. I'm uh, super excited to be here, man. Obviously, the more I can share uh, with the people about my journey and inspire people to understand that you, you know, it's not just about tech. You can build a really, really amazing company and you can scale and, um, you can have value, Rather it's viewed from the world or viewed from yourself, you know, internally you provide for your family. It's how we look at it and it's perspective. So I just want to share my perspective, right, wrong or indifferent. Let me just give you some input and some thoughts on how I've been able to get to this position and and, and tell you, you can do it too.
0: So, let's start with that. I want to know your story. Like where you come from, how you get to this position because you know in the in the training world, I have several friends of mine who have started amazing training businesses, work with some of the best athletes in the world. But at the end of the day, they have always tried to raise money to to scale this business and have struggled to do so. And in my mind, I always felt like it was a mindset issue that they weren't looking at it the right way. And so I'm curious sure. to hear how you kind of got to this point.
1: so, for me, man, um, just so the listeners know and you guys understand, it's like I come from a very, very, you know, not I won't say tough background because it's perspective, but my mom had nine kids, right? And so um, I'm one of nine. And I was raised very competitively and and, and football was everything to me. And I grew up in a family where I had eight NFL uh, family members uh, that were, that were in the NFL while I was growing up. And so football was my dream. It was my hope. You know, we can get into particulars of how, how I lost football, but it was the best blessing that ever happened to me. And so, um, you know, growing up in a competitive household, it, it, it built this, what you see today. It's like the competition is the fuel, but it's never, I'm never competing to belittle. I'm always competing to uplift. And so that's been my catalyst. That's been my thing to push us forward. And so I got into fitness on accident, right? I was a jack of all trades and a master of none. And I was trying to figure it out. I, football didn't work for me. I was trying to go to the NFL. And I failed and failed and failed again. And I finally got a call from an NF, or a Canadian football team and they wanted me to come out to a workout. And at that decision, I had I had to make a pivotal decision in my life. Was it either or was I gonna continue to chase this dream and for something that I knew wasn't gonna last or start a new career path? And I had finally found uh, working people out. I started with kids and it was an opportunity for me to uh, really start to help speed and agility and give this motivation to kids. And as I started to get into the business of fitness, I didn't like fitness. I'll tell you the truth. It was, I have been trained my whole life. I, I trained every day to, to perform. And so it wasn't that I didn't like fitness. I didn't want to be a trainer, right? Because I, I just, I was always talked to. And uh, I started, I started to look at the business of, of adults, and, uh, and that's when I dove into it. And I, 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 it was one particular lady. There's two stories that changed my life. There was a lady called Marilyn. Uh, she was my very first client when it came to the adults and and, and she was paying me a hundred dollars a month not a hundred dollars a week a hundred dollars a month and i thought i was going to have 30 people show up and she was the only person and that was that moment where i had to decide that i was going to stay accountable to her um no matter what um and so every morning at 4 30 i had to wake up and be at that gym for her at 5 a.m because she didn't sign up contingent on anyone else and those were the character points and then the second lady um heidi uh you know she she was a, you know, 300 pound lady or plus, and she wanted to have kids. And I didn't know this at the time. And I I was helping her lose weight and she had lost a lot of weight. And um, she came to me in tears and she was just like, Hey boss, um, I just want to let you know, you changed my life and I'm healthy enough to, you know, now uh, have a baby. And at this moment she's crying and I'm like, Oh my God, I really don't know, you know, how to receive this information. And From that moment on, it took me about three months. It's crazy. It took me about three months for it to hit in, that I can change people's lives through wellness and fitness and through just the journey of just saying more and more and more. And uh, that's that's what happened. And I fell in love with the idea that I, I had to give up myself to give to people. And I dove in head first and I just never cared about anything that else was said. I learned as I went. And I just became a vessel of just trying to help people, no matter what journey they were. I realized that it was a mental approach, and so hence why the company's name is Just Train. Everybody think it's about exercise. It's really just train the mind and the body to follow. And most of the time, when we when we tell ourselves something mentally, we achieve everything else along that journey.
0: I listen, man. This sounds the same to me as founding a company and trying to build this idea into a real business and something that can scale and something that can be a lifetime uh, business, if you will. What I, I think is missed a lot of times in this, and I, I think of this when you're telling the story is that perspective changes as you grow. And like, you can change what your ideal business is going to be. You can, you can change what the dream is going to be in the early going. You've got two clients. You're a, you know, you are different obviously, but you're a trainer at the end. Like if anyone walked in the gym, like there's a guy, there's a guy, there's a girl, it's the same thing like they're trainers. The difference is in your own mind as to how you're going to go about this. So what I'm curious about, because I think anyone listening can take this and, and apply it to just about anything they're doing. How do you get from, I'm training Heidi and I'm training Madeline or whatever her name was. And and I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, how do I how do I end up training Russell Westbrook? How do I end up with Kevin Hart? How do I end up being this person that very, very important celebrities, whether it's a celebrity or a star, are, are looking to to make themselves better or more valuable? How did you get there? When did you realize there's something bigger? Did you make changes to to start aligning towards that pathway or was it just like one new customer at a time, one new customer at a time? Like, how did you, so, how did you look at that? So,
1: so, so first it is, it, let me, let me go back. I don't, um, it, I never was uh, seeking um, celebrities or um, because I look at the compound interest effect. I, I looked at how I was going to build my success one client at a time. So my number one goal was to get one. If I got one, I can get two and then two would lead to 20 and 20 will lead to 40 and 40 will lead to 100, right? I just believe in that effect of growth. And I, But I also believe that I had to lead with excellence. I had to lead with accountability. I had to lead with integrity. And those are all the things that anybody thriving at its highest level wants around them. They're, they're attracted to someone that seeks more. So my mind was always better, 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 better. And so when you say these individuals like a Kevin or a Mustard or DJ Mustard or a Russell Westbrook or a Diddy or uh, a, a Neo, right? I've been at uh, Trey songs like these people I've been able to train. It, my, I, I lead with accountability. I lead with the, the fact that I may not be the best, but I'm confident. But I'm damn sure I'm good at my I'm damn sure good at my job. But I know that it was a mindset thing and I had to understand how I go into this. And so for me, getting from this point to the second point was all in my mind about not being in the moment of where I currently was and looking ahead. So so many people get, I feel like, get caught up in, in the moment of where they exist rather than what they're working towards. I always knew I was working towards a bigger boss, a bigger just train, a bigger my company was named Total Player at the beginning. I never lived where I was at, right? I tell people all the time, when I was homeless, I was happy, right? When I was living in my car, it was the the craziest shit. My family didn't know, but I was happy as hell because I was like, and I owned a gym and I would wake up in the morning at four o'clock and walk into the gym and I was sleeping in my car, bad relationship. This is a little further down the line. But I remember that I didn't, that moment couldn't last forever. Right so I was so happy about the future because I'm like this is the lowest I've ever been in my life this is fucking I'm excited I'm excited about the future because I couldn't I knew this couldn't last you feel what I'm saying and so that was the hope and I think as long as people understand it's not the current condition it's the condition of the future and as long as you can condition your mind to see where you may be in two years three years, four years that's all I was thinking about it wasn't about who I was going to train. It was about what I was going to do and who I was going to be and that excellence that I would represent, that accountability that I, I I lead on accountability. I lead on integrity and so intention. And so for me, that's what it was, bro. It wasn't, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I will sit here and be tell, like, I just told you I didn't like fitness. You see what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. wasn't my thing. So I'll be lying to you and be like, yeah, this is what I, I fuck no, bro. Like I woke up every day and I committed myself to the fucking craft and I started to believe. And then I started- Throughout the process of this, I started to convince myself. I started to go, oh man, this is possible, this is possible. Then I knew I was a serial entrepreneur, but then I also said there was a guy that came to me and said to me, I was trying to do all these different things. And he said, bro, you have to, I was trying to own a dump truck company and and start a landscape company. And he said, bro, you got to focus on one thing and that was the determining factor. So finally, when I started to get the ball of momentum and there were new opportunities coming, I'll never forget I was offered a road manager position on a road with an artist because you know what i represented was 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 accountability so they were like man we need you to be on a road and take we want you to be the road manager and I, I turned it down i was like nah it was the money was good but i was like nah i'm in fitness this is this is my lane and wellness this is and, and i wanted to start to dominate everything in wellness and then i diversify my portfolio right so then I start to invest, so so that's how I started. That's how I needed to hyper focus on what I did because to become an expert and for people to see me as such, right? And then now let's go out and branch out and do these other things. And now I can go and sit in the boardroom. You know, I've, I've talked, I've, I've literally sat with Phil Knight. I sit with the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. I sit with the CEO uh, at Rally Health that sold his. Grant versus Dig, that young entrepreneur. Like I, when you and I started to go into these rooms, and it started, but it was all within my scope. I was talking about how I viewed the world and into my lens, and so these people were like, "Damn, that's a very interesting, very simple, intelligent approach." It's like, th- well, that's what people want to connect with, and so that's been my way. And so, anyway, I don't. For me, it's not. I didn't know. I just chipped, chipped, chipped. Like I tell my guys on my team and my trainers, just keep fucking chipping away. You want to be where I'm at, but you're not willing to wake up every fucking day and just chip away to get that sculpture that you want. But you know what? You just want the sculpture. Uh, No, that ain't how this shit works. You got to fucking chip away. And so many people see me today and don't understand the grind and the hard work and the money I didn't make. I was working for free. I still do shit for free. You know what I mean? Because it's like- We all do. <laughs>
0: that's that's yeah. the crazy thing is you think you're going to make it and then you're still like giving shit away for free every day. Like, but, but
1: that's that's purpose. That's yeah. purpose. For, for me, it's fucking purpose. Like I can't live into my greatness if I'm not giving back and making sure that I'm continuing to give in order to build everything else that I see for other people that they don't see for themselves. So you got to give up a lot.
0: I totally agree with you. I want, so we're going to get into the boss, the brand of boss, the boss brand we're talking about. But I want to go back for a second because I think there's something that you said that a lot of people tell this story, they miss this. And I think you just totally killed it. When you talk about living in your car and not making money and just sort of doing what you're supposed to do, I don't think people understand that it's not about the act of living in your car. It's not about the fact that I was that committed to this. You didn't even know what the fuck you're committed to. You are a person who experienced the low and it sets a baseline. It's like, listen, I survived this. I was able to do this. I can't get much lower than this. And so from that point on, there is no, like, there's no risk too high. There's no thing that you're afraid to, to take on. And that to me, is a huge teaching moment for people who are trying to build something. Like you realize fitness is your way. That's just the, that's just a vehicle. It's your process. It's how you go about life and struggle. And this is completely off topic, but last night I was watching uh, the Hector Macho Camacho documentary. And obviously the, there's no parallel here, right? He grows up in Spanish Harlem and he's the life is fucking crazy and he gets shot and he whatever. Bottom line is he had a conversation with one of his early trainers that said, we had more when we had nothing. And I think that's a line that the most successful people I know never forget. They know that when they had absolutely fucking nothing, they still had more because it was true. They lived oh, it every day.
1: We, we got to live it. And I live it every day, no matter what. Yeah,
0: it never changes. Things. The money doesn't matter. Like that shit's how you judge me. That's not how I judge Yeah, it.
1: that's not how I judge me. Some, You know, I, I was in a Netflix documentary and so many people asked uh, with Kevin. And one of the things that a lot of people came up to me and they said, how do you... Uh, view success and i said completion accountability it wasn't the material you know what i mean and so let me take you back even further bro i lost my mom when i was 11 i lost my brother when i was 17 so i'm like i'm sleeping in a car and this isn't for everybody but i just want to give you hope you gotta dig deep you gotta fucking dig deep i was like yo I had to dig, I had to look and be easily motivated with my mom be proud. This isn't a downer moment. This is just the truth, right? And how do we prevail, right? When when we have every reason to quit, I had every reason to keep going. So sleeping in the car, it fucked the car. Like I didn't, yeah. that was like, it was, oh, I slept in the car. I don't say that shit to get headlines. That's the truth. Like I don't, but I was happy. Like I wasn't.
0: <laughs> that's like, the That's the headline. Is you I left my man. fucking car, but I was happy. That's the headline.
1: I was happy because the grind is 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 the fuel, right? The, the 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 process is the fuel, right? So if I never had the process, you wouldn't be. I wouldn't be here today, right? So the thing that's in my tank is the hard work, the failure, the thing that I slept in my car. That's the fuel in the car. So you said it. You said it's the vehicle. It's the fitness is the byproduct of. You feel what I'm saying? It's gotten me to where I'm trying to go, but I can, now I can diversify. I can have conversations about different topics. I can tell you how, you know, we're going to get into some different things here about how I've been able to leverage some of the opportunities I had once I got in the room. And, and I'll, I'll say this now, if you're listening, stop doubting yourself when you get in the room. That's a lot of the times what happens. It's like, yes. Am I confident? Yes. But am I arrogant? No. But when I step in a room, you have to be confident because you've already gotten the room. I never, Hitch, I'll leave you with this, with this moment with Hitch. And Hitch, uh, he, uh, Will Smith told a guy, he says, you're questioning yourself. She already gave you the number. You're yeah. does she like me? Da, da, da. You already got her number. So if you're in the room, you did something to get in the room.
0: Yeah. So
1: now just be prepared. Now you got to stay there. Now you got to stay in the room. Now you got to make sure you're prepared. So, you know, so anyway. That's, that's my, uh, segue to, to I don't know this, what your next question
0: this, is. This thing, this hits home for me in so many ways, because, uh, in, this is my story. This is the same thing. This is, this is me, you know, starting a podcast and trying to get, you know, into the tech community and get opportunities to invest in companies. And, and all the VCs I talked to tell me to go fuck myself, literally like this, this is a stupid yeah. idea. And I was like, all right, well then fuck you. So I don't need you. So I start the show. And the whole thing is like getting to talk and meet people like you and they start to see some of the things I get done and then they invite me into the room. Now I'm sitting in the room investing in companies and and helping advise companies. It's about staying in the room. Like that's my goal and I want to grow from it. So you're in the room now. You've done all the shit you need to do to get there. What are you taking advantage of and how are you looking at yourself differently as boss the trainer and boss the entrepreneur? And maybe there's not a difference, but I'm trying to figure out from here. You're like, okay, now I'm in the room. So like I'm in the gym, I got these guys here. Now I'm in the room in their office, in their gym. Here's how I'm going to do this.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm the same guy, man. I'm sorry. Like I said, I, I can't, I have to walk in the room and lead with the integrity of who I am because that's authentic. And I'm going to give you that, right? I'm going to give you that same passion and that same energy that has made me successful. It can't, I, now the intellect, the, the intelligent part or the, the part that I don't know, I sit and I listen. But the part that I have value to, I speak up. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. yes, I go into these rooms and I listen. I'm, if I don't know something, I shut the fuck up. If I, if I do know something and I have input about something, we're designing a shoe for a company. And, then, and and the next thing you know, I'm like, but I work out in the shoes every day. We're with the biggest company in the world. I, I, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm talking to, I'm like, God, it doesn't make sense. Like I, I do this. I, I, I talk to the people. Oh, you Oh, man, that's a great idea. You know what I mean sometimes you're speaking up in your truth, and so I have to lead with who I am I can't go in the room and now be intimidated by the room, you have to go into the room with humility, but I, I leave with humble authority. Right that's my thing it's like you have to have a humble authority it's like okay I'm, I'm, I'm quiet i'm listening and everything's great and i'm thankful to be here, but then there's the moment and you and you're quiet, but then the authority the authority is I know what I'm I'm speaking on. It may not be, it may not be to you right now, or it may be, but I'm going to speak my truth in this moment.
0: I absolutely love it. I I feel like that's one of the things, again, I'm just kind of pivoting for people who are into the entrepreneurial tech side of this as well. It it doesn't matter what you're in. This is where shit goes wrong. People take money from investors. They take feedback and, and you're listening. Listening is good. It's smart. The problem is when you doubt yourself or you put yourself two pegs down, because this person is whoever they, it's Jamie Diamond, right? So, oh, shut up now. Jamie Diamond doesn't know everything. He knows what he knows. You know what you know. He respects you if you speak up. That's why you're in the room. And I think a lot of these guys miss that moment because they don't step up when they're supposed to.
1: Steve Jobs said it best, right? Steve Jobs uh, says, they, someone asked him a question in an interview and he said, do, do, you, do your people challenge you? And he said, of course they do. Right. I don't want people around me if they're not challenging my ideas. I want great people to make me better, to make this company better. And that's what you're going into the room to do. And so when I walk in the room, I have to lead with my value, my value of passion, my value of of understanding my market, the value of understanding what I see as trend, you know, and and then at that point, either you agree or disagree. And we have a conversation and I either leave informed or you leave informed. But I, I now the opportunity is I'm in the room. And so. Again, if I'm in the room, you know I have, I've done something to get in the room. So remember, when you've done something to get in the room, they saw some value. You just don't get in the room. You feel what I'm saying? So if you're a you're you're a tech guy, you created an app, you you got a new startup, you have you 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 your technology. They saw something, whether it was data collecting, whether it was the tech, whatever it is, know that you've created something because you've been in the room. Now. Either you be quiet and you listen, and then you speak to your points, or you you know what I mean. It just yeah, that's sure. my that's my way. Well,
0: and I I think it's a huge learning moment for people. Let's talk about the ventures you're working on now. What is the 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 future of Boss, if you will?
1: Yeah, the future of Boss, man. Listen, I, I, I'm I'm gonna lead you with this. As a fitness guy, I've never wanted to be called an influencer, right? Because okay. the bad term in the corner. But I'm I have influence, right? In social media, and this has kind of gotten me to this place. From a visual perspective, I partnered with J. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. I partnered with uh, Cellular Core. I partnered with Rally Health. I partnered with Nike. I'm, I'm part like I've did some big deals, right, with with, with my clients and, and myself personally. And so the segue that I want to talk about the most is what I want to leave you guys with. And look, and some may say, why, why the hell are we listening to a trainer, right? And if you want to hear that I have made millions of dollars, and that's what's gonna uh, motivate you to continue to listen. Yes, I've done that, right, but. That fuck that. Like we talked about it, like yeah. you, you know, respectfully. Like that's not who I am, right? Because money is 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 exactly what you said. It's like that's what you're judging me off of. But it, I I hope that you guys can take what I'm about to say and understand. It may take you uh, it may take you ten years to become an overnight success. Is really what I want to tell you, right? So, <laughs> I'm partnering with Sell Your Core, um, I'm in a podcast. My client just walks in and <laughs> <in> mustered. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the show, Instafire. It's the famous, Hey, yeah. Uh,
1: y'all, y'all started already? No. All right. Yeah. So my thing is, sell your core. When I look back, man, sell so you. I had multiple companies coming to me. Let's use sell your core for example. C4. I'm sitting here drinking Smart Energy right now, right? And I, I believe that there were companies offering me more money, right? Because at this time, I'm like, all right, let me leverage my platform they were offering me money for my influence <clears throat> and, um, something was different about sell your core, the way they talked to me, and I'm, I'm speaking my truth. And obviously you can go look at my brand and see why I'm stuck with sell your Corp. And, um, they came to me with the real plan. They said, but, but they didn't know I wanted to be a, an equity owner or they didn't know any of this at, at the time. Right. And this particular moment, I've been with Sell Core for six years, and I can actually say I'm a partner of the company now. And how I got there was when these other companies would go, "Is your Sell Core deal up? We'll pay you more." And I was like, "Nah, I'm not just gonna jump shit because I believed in a longer vision. At some point, you gotta you, you gotta sink or swim, right? But for me." I was like, yo, I really believe in where they're going. They had, been, they, they had been in the business when I got with them between 10 and 12 years. I'm like, every other company that was hitting me up, just like these startups, like you just talked about, they, they, they fail. So I'm like, damn, they got a lot of money. They're offering me a lot of money, but will they really be here later? So I was looking at the guy that was there and I wanted to go learn. And it was about me learning from them, not just about the check. It was more about how much can I learn about this industry from a company that has been doing it. And so that was my decision maker. And every year they got better. They, they perfected their formula. They start. And so fast forward to six years later, here I am. And I can go out to the rest of the world and say, the, one of the number one uh, energy drinks I'm a partner of. And we're about to do so much more. And I'm now I'm internal. Now I'm having my seat at the table about different conversations. What they're doing in the industry? What are the? Who are they looking at? What's the placement? And it took me six years for them to believe that it didn't happen overnight. They saw me as an influencer, but I kept having different conversations. Every time I got on a call, I would I would challenge them. I would say, "Hey guys, what about this? What about this? Hey, well, should we do this? Should we do this? It, maybe it fell on deaf ears. Maybe it didn't. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was willing to take the chance and say." you know what, I can't see myself only as a trainer forever. Let me put myself in a conversation that they start to see the value. And so that was the shift. My training company, I have trainers that travel around the world, whether it be Dubai, Saudi Arabia, Paris, or DC, or, you know, Atlanta. We have trainers that work for us full-time, whether they're traveling with clients or they're on movies or chefs and therapists. So the business of boss is there. You know, um, I'm, I'm partnering with a few apparel companies. I consult for a few different brands, um, you know, different gyms, Saudi Arabia is a, I know that people are gonna go, what the fuck? Listen, uh there they're a lot of they're they're making a lot of changes there. Um, so I'm I'm working with a lot of gyms to get things to our standards and just kind of helping them with the business development side of things. Um, my app playbook, I'm an equity partner in playbook and building that. And so um it's it's a fitness app so just the business of boss and so most people don't know this about me but i'm a serial entrepreneur i invest in different products before i ever bought a nice car i said to, i said to my my wife and my uh, family i said i have to buy a house i have to buy investment properties you know um that that that's the business of boss like that's what i had to lead with you know what i mean because if i didn't lead with that i was failing myself right? Because it was all vanity and going to the moment, it was like, yes, I want a nice car, but at the risk of what? For people to see I got a nice car? Nah, I need to have real things for my son, for my wife, for my family and and make real investments. This is what I'm talking about. I ride around in a Toyota Corolla. Who cares? My wife had a Honda Civic. I literally drove her Honda Civic when I had money. It didn't matter to me because I was pulling up to multi-million dollar houses in my wife's Honda Civic. You know what I mean? And And they didn't
0: give a shit. And that's the best part about it
1: nobody gave a fuck. Cause nine out of 10 times When I pulled up to that car, they had a really nice Lexus. They didn't have the Bentley. They didn't have, you know what I mean? It wasn't like that. And that's what it started to put in perspective for me.
0: So listen, I, I listened to this story and it, it's, I think of like Kobe Bryant a lot in some of these scenarios we found out, unfortunately he had to pass away for the world to find out how much stuff he was involved in this dude for like more than a decade as an iconic basketball player was in the process he was driving the process behind every brand from art of sport to what he was doing in, in film and in comics and artistry, music, body poetry, armor. Yeah, body armor. There's so many products and it was not him just putting his name on it. He was behind it. And I think you're starting to see the Kevin Durant's and the Spencer Dinwiddie's and the, and the uh, Andre Iguodala and all these different players who are now really getting behind the brands that they're building out. And I, I think it's funny because everyone thinks of their life as like easy street they have all this money. They don't realize that it's not easy street. Kobe Bryant's getting about four o'clock to do training. When he pours Achilles, he's going through the process of being an NBA superstar and win titles. He's done with that. He's taking meetings with Hollywood. He's taking meetings with his founders. He's meeting investors. This dude's grinding so much that there's no way to spend the money. He's making literally
1: not only that, right. That's not the purpose.
0: That's exactly it. Like that's what I'm saying. Like money, that's just like in a lot of ways, the result know.
1: of right. It's well, the result.
0: Even of. more than that. Even I don't know if you'll agree with this, but it's, it's even more than the result. Money sometimes is a a layer of defense. It's a layer of of me protecting my time so that I can accomplish what I need to. It's a it's a keep you accountable. You're not gonna fuck around with me because you're paying me X dollars, so I know you're gonna be accountable. I don't care Absolutely. about the money. I, fucking- I, I, I. Well well, when you lead
1: with passion and purpose, the money you can't be there. There's people that lead with money. And I agree with you. You're one. I think they're short
0: term. The lead, the money lead ones. I've met very few who are greedy enough to run a business for a lifetime just about money.
1: You, you won't run a business for a lifetime because people will figure it out. People okay. want to do business with it when they feel good about it, whether it's the big brand or the or, or uh, this the mom and pop brand. People want to feel good about who they do business with.
0: 100. percent So I feel like I connect with you on this level, and I think anyone listening to this is going to understand. The, the core makeup of you and how you do this. I think the next question, and this is maybe if, um, if the first question was a 64,000 and the million dollar question was what's the boss, you know, the, the business of boss, this is the like billion dollar question. How do you take your, your sort of passion and your person, your, I don't want to say persona because that's not even right. Like it's your makeup, right? You're just your DNA. How do you take that build it into a place where you have opportunities? You've done that now. How do you take that and go through the universe with it and start building mega brands and getting really involved in new projects and like stay relevant and and stay interested and and turn this thing into an empire rather than just, uh, you know, singular force?
1: The plan for me is waking my ass up every morning at 4.30 and chipping away. Um, and and, and surround like i'm committed to the early wake up i'm committed to the conversations i'm committed to being in the room that don't that may not be for me i'm the billion dollar to build this into an empire is now to enlist people that are better than me um to start having i have the big conversations i for vanity purposes yes i've talked to some of the uh i know i can call some of the highest ceos in the world right now right but uh, does it do anything? You know what I mean? So for me to build, just train, it's about the chip away. My next thing is about the legacy for my kids, you know, for my kid, I just, I'm, I'm a new dad, you know, so that's the new passion, but the way I take this company to the next step is, is by me committing myself to being open to new perspectives, new ideas, uh, and, new people, right? Because I can't grow by myself. I've I've, I've I've done really, really well. I got a head of development. I got a team of trainers, but now I'm now, as we continue to uh, evolve, it's, I need more people. I need more great people. And I want to hire people that are better than me because now it's time for me to sit at the table and go, okay, let's do that. How, what, how do I start to leverage some of my relationships for the good and bring more value to them rather than just being sitting back one of my things is like, I've never wanted to uh, piss off or just be the guy that always has a deal for my clients. But now it's like, you know what? There's an opportunity here, and I, you, I'm a trusted guy. You know what I mean? So I, I don't take from people. I, I leave with honesty. So that's where I'm leading from now. The, the, that's, that's how I take just train to the next level. And to quantify the 64,000 a million to billion, it's opening up. It's, it's being more of a vessel. I feel like I'm a vessel, but being more vulnerable, but staying committed to the core principles, staying committed to the grind, staying committed. The core principles are everything. And so I think that's what's going to take me to the next level is core principles.
0: I I have to tell you, I I hope every single person clicks and listens to this exact part, because one of the things I've learned from some of the, I mean, we've had, you know, the CEO of Cisco, like just fucking giants on the show, co-founder of Netflix, like crazy, crazy successful people. The one thing that they took the longest to learn, and it seems like you're a young guy to like already have this understanding is I think kind of mind blowing to me. They all struggled figuring out how to leverage their vessel. You called it a vessel. So did they, I'm a person who has opportunity, can't do everything for everyone. So I have to figure out a way to leverage the relationships and the things that I have and, and expand myself by just letting other people who are smarter than me, run that down, chase that down, chase this down.
1: I'm no different. I made a decision. I made a decision in my life, I think when football was taken away from me, I'm 36 when I was 23, that I needed to be the CEO of my life, but that was, and I needed to be in control but also but the being the CEO of my life also mean that there were people that were going to help me. And then I wanted to empower them to be CEOs of their tasks, right? We're all the chief executive officers every day we wake up of what we have to do and execute on. And so my responsibility now from a tier factor of the way I look at business is to give responsibilities, but also be in control of the things I can be in control of and then give those tasks to other people. And, to, and, and no matter what your title is, you are the CEO of what, your tasks are, you know, and so everybody's like, well, I'm just the trainer, or I'm just the business development, or I'm just the assistant, where I'm just the, the, the director, I'm not the, you are, you you are the chief executive officer of your fucking task, again, because we get caught up in titles, we get caught up in all these things that the world, fuck that, do you want to be successful, do you want to make something work, do you understand that you don't know it all, and you may know it all, but it takes, it's going to take more than you. And so, but it's going to also take everything in you to be a part and understand that I got to be accountable for the shit that I said. I got to follow through and I got to hold this down.
0: I love it. This is an incredible insight. I think it's amazing to hear this from someone who is now getting involved in tech stuff like Playbook and all this other stuff, but like didn't come from that. And it, it just sort of shows all the people out there that the rooted part of this is actually in sort of in me, the CEO of me. Super fascinating. Where do people go to follow you and to, and to get involved with you and to train with you and to, to see all the shit you're doing?
1: Listen, man, Um, Just Train, Um, at Just Train on Instagram, at Just Train on Twitter, uh, Just Train with Boss on Facebook. But listen, guys, don't come to me just for workouts. Don't come to me just for motivation. Come to me to get your best self. If you're coming to me, remember, it's Just Train the mind and the body of follow. I'm only a vessel of motivation, Zig Ziglar said it best, motivation is like bathing, we need it every day. I'm not here just to push me, I'm here to push you. You understand what I'm saying? So yes, I can work you out. Yes, I can share my story with you, but I just wanna tell you it's about you. And I want you, if you do decide to come listen to me in any facet, understand that I am you. If you're past me, understand that we have some of the same similarities and we're still pushing that limit forward. We got to continue to lead by example. So that's what I lead with, man. And understanding that just train the mind and the body of follow is a mindset. This is not about training. This is about the connectivity of being a good dad. This is about being a good mom. This is about being a good leader, a brother, sister. When you, If you want to accomplish anything with any of those facets, you have to first tell yourself, I want to do it in your mind. If you want to get in shape, it's a mental approach. If you want to be a great CEO, it's a mental approach. You have to say, listen, I'm going to get mad. They're not going to say everything right, but I'm going to stay calm. You have to, it's that you always plan a mental approach. I'm going to leave you with this thing. And I swear to God, Scott, I'm done. Most people that win the lottery, you hear the stories that they lost it all, right? Right. They were never mentally prepared for that type of money, right? So when you win the lottery and you get all this money, you think you're going to get everything, and then all of a sudden you're broke again. How? You know why? Because you were never mentally prepared for it. You were so that's where I leave off with the just train the mind and the body. Yeah. Train your mind for the things that what you wanna that you want to receive and watch how you act in it. You'll be re, you'll be prepared for the hard conversations. You'll be prepared for the, the great conversations. Life is like a roller coaster, is up and down. Find yourself in the middle. Celebrate, but don't get too low with the lows. Don't get too high with the highs. Ride your your roller coaster, man.
0: Boss Everline, amazing. That was everything I expected. I appreciate you taking the time on the show today.
1: No, man, thank you so much. I look forward to hearing this, man. And Scott, much success to you. Congratulations on everything you've been able to accomplish thus far. And uh, maybe we can pick this conversation up again, man. I I appreciate all you guys. If you've listened this far, man, Um, let's continue to rock out.
0: If you're interested in self-directed investing from startups to crypto and public markets, my Substack is a great way to learn how professional investors screen, review, and pull the trigger on deals. Join the largest community of micro-investors and startup founders on Substack by going to katoon.com.